G'day and welcome to the punting monologue for yet another week of cracking racing. This, the spring, the vernal equinox of 2023. I'm Sonny and I'm joined as always with the man in the know, Benny Clifton. Hello, Ben. How's week two of recent dadding treating you? G'day, Sonny. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, not a spare second uh, <laughs> other than pa- parenting and doing form, so... Uh... <laughs> Don't get them mixed up, mate. We don't want to hear about the baby diaper and the formula. We want to hear about winners. <laughs> You're going to go in and tend to little Frankie and then tip her the top weight in the last or something. Oh, no. I've muddled him up again. Last week's fields in Crawford were amazing and the spring rolls on at Mooney Valley this week with the time-honoured Cox Plate. Yeah, it does, mate. We'll get into that in a minute, but I want to talk about last week. We can run through your bets because you had a couple of near misses and, and you picked a winner in the bunch. But did last week's Caulfield Cup, did it live up to the hype? It was a much vaunted race. Did you enjoy it? What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it did uh, and it, it rated well on figures. So the race went well. It was sort of a race that um, had quality but a bit of depth around it as well. And um, without a fight won the race, um, it had shown in the past that it sort of had that sort of potential to win a big race like that. So it finally it lived up to that. Um, West Wind blows the, the UK horse was you know, re- a really good run and obviously just beaten on the line. And then you had Gold Trip in third, who we know what he's been able to do in the past and he's a live chance in the Cox Plate this week so it was a vintage Caulfield Cup on paper leading into it and I think the race lived up to those expectations. Yeah absolutely from the mug punter perspective it was an absolute belter I enjoyed that and in terms of your punts mate I know Facile or Facile just just got pipped from memory and you got a win in uh, Coa Valente how did the rest of the card go? Yeah so Facile was the best bet it it did throw in a protest, second v first, but it sort of had every chance. It didn't really ping at the top of the straight, which sort of cost it the race. So um, it had every chance. Coevolante was a horse who I think she's a filly who's going to be the top of her class, the the three-year-old filly. So I think she'll end up being the best of them, and I think she'll go towards the 1,000 guineas now and be awfully hard to beat. It was a really good ride on Saturday, and I just love the way it's last 100 metres. It just looks like it's cruising. It looks like it's got a little bit up its sleeve. Um and then we went through Revolutionary Mist, did nothing. That was disappointing. West Wind Blows got narrowly beaten in the Caulfield Cup. And Viviane was sold in the market in the last, but it just sort of travelled up like it was the winner. But um, looks like it's come to its end, the end of its prep. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a day of what could have been for us last week, but it was good to get Kerwer Volante home. Absolutely, mate. Can't complain whenever they come over the line first. Let's get into Mooney Valley, mate. Is it a tough card this week? It is a tough card. I mean, there's some small fields. Mooney Valley's a, a tricky track at times, and there's some races which are probably stifled by some short price favourites, which uh, I'm not interested in getting involved in. But, yeah, there's some bets there. They're, uh, they're racing there Friday night. Racing Australia says the track's, uh, the rail's going to be true on both occasions. So I imagine on the Saturday they'll be getting off the rails as that um, sort of chews up a little bit. So um, we're on a good four. There's a little bit of rain about on Thursday, but um, it should be okay. So I think the best horse wins, and I, and I think track bias is less sort of prevalent uh, in races with, with good horses rather than just a, a st- stock standard Saturday f- uh, race. So uh, I think we can tra- treat the track as being pretty fair. If it's pissing down on a Friday night and they decide to race out there, is that not a risk of ripping up the turf for the like by the time it gets around to the Cox Plate, what's that, nine and nine? That's about eighteen, nineteen races in, effectively. Right, so it'll be a debacle and any race any rain during the races is generally a debacle and there's been a lot of sort of comment about 
whether they should run the Friday night. They used to run the Manicato on there, and now it's just sort of a, a standard Friday night meeting, which with uh, a real lack of quality. So I think you know, if, what's the thinking there? Is that just for cash? Yeah, yeah, it's a cash grab. You know, all eyes on Mooney Valley, and they are sort of leaving themselves open to the weather because if they get some rain, chew up the track and really take away from the main prize of the Cox Plate if it's if the track's a mess. Absolutely, or heaven forbid someone rolls their ankle and it, and it gets worse as an integrity issue, but probably not for us to discuss, mate. Let's just tip something that comes over the line first, shall we? Let's go straight to race one out at the valley. Over 1,000 metres here, hold on to your hats. Your favourite is Taunting at 2.25 at the time of recording. Unflinching at about 3.90 for Pseudo 5.50, Ashford Street. 6.50, and I might as well continue with the card. There's only two others, Shalaman at 8, and Classy JB is not too classy with the bookies. That's at 31 bucks. It's a little bit of a slow start for us uh, in terms of this card, but uh, Taunting's favourite, I think it's a little bit on the skinny side. I mean, one all right at Morfordville last start gets a pretty good jockey change, but $2.20 is pretty skinny. Unflinching is probably a forgive last start. It missed a kick a little bit and had to sort of hunt up and got tired late. Jamie Cargo's on board. She's only won three from her last 50. She's going terribly since she wow. came back from her injury. So Three um, from 50? Yeah, so Crikey. the golden girl of Australian race is really struggling. But she'll come back. She'll come back in to her best at some time. But it's just at the moment she's near on unbackable given that horses just don't seem to be running for her like they usually do so yeah unflinching i mean it can improve off that last run for pseudo's a chance it, uh, it was really traveling before it lost the rider last start it was a real firmer in betting as well so yeah now this is tricky this is i mean we can use the first few races as a, as a sort of guide to how the track's going to play because it's going to be important later on uh in the day beautiful let's see how it plays in race two then that's also over a thousand mate Blue Stratum at 280 is your provisional favourite at the minute. Bold Bastille at 5, 650 for Immortal Star, 7 bucks for Blue Allure, and Chosen Legend is the only other one in single figures. Yeah, I mean, this is a massive 13 horse field plus emergencies of horses who haven't raced, so this isn't my go, but if you have a look at the market, it's pretty clear that um, Blue Stratum, number 15, is the horse that they've really narrowed their focus on. So this must have jumped out well and they've engaged Damien Lane. So I'd imagine if it gets a run and needs two scratchings to get a run, then um, it'll be hard to beat. And I suggest you just follow what the market moves are close to this race because they'll be definitely be the, be the best guide. Race three is over the mile. Our favourite is Wish or Lass at 235. Soul Choice is at six bucks. Philosophile for the ocean lovers out there at 6.50, as well is done. En Francais. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming. Done some research. No big deal. And Osmos at 9 bucks as well. I haven't labelled it a bet this wish or last, but it's the closest thing to a bet without being a bet. I just think oh, I would have loved $2.60 maybe, maybe a little bit bigger price. I just think it's absolutely flying this time in. I thought it was there to be beaten last start. I kept digging in, and I think the value will suit it, it well. Barrier 1, it should kick up. It, I think... You know, the race will probably be decided in the first two or 300 metres with what Linda Meach does on Soul Choice. This is a horse who has shown it can go forward in the past, but just hasn't shown a lot of speed the last couple of runs. And uh, But Gay Waterhouse likes to lead. Linda Meach is a front-running jockey, so there's obviously going to be an intention there to go forward, and that, that'll probably make Wishaw's last her task even harder. So, look, it's messy. 
I think wish it all last. I wouldn't, you know, if you want to back it, I wouldn't talk you out of it. But it's, the price is just a little bit skinny for mine. But uh, maybe if you wait close to the race, you'll get a better price. Good advice. And another bit of advice. Remember, you win some and you lose more. And so far, you've lost none out of the first three, mate. <laughs> really good work keeping that powder dry. We're about to get moving. I'd like to think so, because so far I could have done this. <laughs> it's getting to race four where I'm tipping nothing. Jeez, I'm good at this. It's over 1,200 metres, mate. Your favourite is Mumbai Muse for the Bollywood fans at 380. Inhibitions at 460. Looks like a race in two there. Cigar Flick at nine bucks. Shiva is also at nine. And your Saturday Arvo Floozy at 950. Is it between the first two? Uh, maybe not. As a... I think I'm going to run by a motto by you, Sonny. Yep. The bets you don't have are more important than the bets you have. Never a truer word spoken. Should we get that printed on a T-shirt or something? Yeah, we might need to get it more concise, but yeah, I like it. I like it, though. It's a bit like in cricket. Sometimes a leave can be the best shot you can play. Yeah. You can't get out to it. Exactly, mate. We're, it's a bit like the opposite language. of basketball, though, where it's like you miss all the shots you don't take. Here, <laughs> you score on the ones you don't take. Yeah, we'll work on the slogan, <laughs> but we'll get it. Might just have to be a triple XL shirt if we want it printed, mate. So what are your shouldering arms again? No, no, we're playing, but we're not, we're not playing in the favourite space. I thought inhibitions was a bad setup. She goes 1,400 metres back to 1,200 metres on the backup. I mean, she's probably got the best form line. She's got some Mooney Valley form, all that stuff. I can understand it, but setup not great, so I'll avoid her. She's getting deep into her campaign as well, so there's no sort of improvement there for her. There's no, no upwards trajectory for her, so... Happy to steer clear of her. Mumbai Muse, I thought, was under the odds as well. It's been freshened off some decent races up in Sydney. Um, Zach Purton goes on board, trialed all right leading in, but markets found it short enough. The horse I want to back is number 12, Floozy. On an each-way basis, I just think his first two runs were really promising in good ranking uh, maiden races. Then went to Mornington, started $1.24, uh, ran really good time, and I just think this is the horse with the scope, with the improvement in it, and... Uh, I think it'll map in just in behind the leaders, which I'm hoping will be the place to be. So floozy each way, going up in grade, but I think she's put enough uh, figures on the board to suggest she'll handle that class rise. All right, we're off and running, and we're off and running with a bit of value. Let's keep it rolling now in the fifth, halfway through the card. This one's over a mile. We've got Tuvalu, or Tuvalu, depending on which side of the tracks you were born. That's at about 2 bucks 80 as is Antino at the time of recording. They're duking it out for favouritism. Then it's Prowess at 4 bucks and double figures the rest in a very short field. This looks like a bit of a weird race to me, mate. It's an intriguing race. I mean, you have a look at Tuvalu. It was really good behind Alligator Blood last start. who's a live chance in a Cox Plate. Obviously a winning chance. Never runs a bad race. Goes forward. Got form at the track. Can't pick holes in Tuvalu. Antino is a horse who... Is getting to this sort of, this is the campaign where it's really gone to the next level. It ran second in the Turak last start um, when it was just beaten as a $5 chance. Wait for age here doesn't necessarily suit it, but uh, compared to Tuvalu, but I think as a horse it will get to wait for age company in, in time, so it can win. I just I just think if, if Antano has to, is going to win, they have to ride it uh, much warmer than they did in the Turak last start. And then the other horse in the race, the four-year-old mare down the bottom, Prowess, who wouldn't be out of place in a race like the Golden Eagle next week, but it's obviously had some um, setbacks this campaign as sort of getting to the race a little bit later than they probably intended. So it's ended up here and, you know, on her best form, she can win as well. So there was just no separating these three and just given unknowns with a couple of them. Um, yeah, I was happy to not have a bet in this race. 
Wow, that's all right, mate, because I once heard the bets you don't take are more important than the bets you do make. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's got some legs on it. A wise man once told you. A very wise man once told me that, and then you told me as well. Let's go to race six now, mate. <laughs> race six is also over the mile, and we've got Skybird at favoritism at the minute. Captain Amelia is at five bucks. Broadcaster is at five fifty. Aprilla and Karina Queen both at eight. And then there's a bit of a log jam in the teens and the twenties. This looks like another tough one. It is, but there's a, a serious feeling in this race. This is the horse I'm talking about is Skybird. Just I think this horse I don't know what it's done on the clock uh, in terms of its late sectionals at its first two runs are just you don't see it often and it looks like it. We'll run the 1,600 metres. It's not necessarily bred to run the 1,600 metres, but and there is some chance that it is just a get-back run-on sprinter, but it just keeps finding the line, and it, it really can sustain its sprint for a long time. So I think this horse, oh, I don't know, she could be a Group 1 horse. Um, I know she's only coming off a maiden and benchmark 64, but if she keeps improving, she's yeah, she could be anything. So I'm going to back Skybird. She's got map issues, and you know, she's going to go back from barrier 11, probably be near enough to last. But I think if, if this filly's going to end up at the at the very top, this uh, she can handle this field. So I'm going to back Skybird. Of the rest, Broadcaster's a chance. It ran behind a nice filly called Arctic Glamour last start. So it's a chance. The horse is the weakness in the field. C- Captain Amelia, they opened it up really short. I think it's a double-figure uh, chance. I'm not not keen on it. Aprilia, probably a chance. But as she sort of used up her her sort of energy this campaign and, and you know she ran all right last start but that race didn't rate amazing but yeah as i mentioned skybird i think she could be anything she's been a firmer in the market this morning so any market support always builds the confidence so um yeah i'm backing her beautiful work mate let's go straight into race seven now because my oman is getting up this week yes. i can feel it in me bones we're over 2,040 metres. We got Verdad at two bucks seventy, and then the Oman at five bucks. Snowman is going to bring it home. Don't you worry <laughs> your pretty little heads about that. Air Assault is at six fifty. Port Lockroy at eight bucks sounds delightful. Apulia at eight fifty, and then ooh Sun Source hmm. could have been an Oman, but it's not getting up at twelve bucks. Go on, tell me. Because it's been reverberating around in my skull like some ear cancer earworm my daughter's been with me for 16 days straight and apart from bluey basically being the nation's babysitter uh (laughs) it's now got equal billing with frozen and for the first few days i was like yeah sorry baby frozen doesn't work at dad's house no mate (laughs) and by the end i was like do you want to just put that on and shut up for two hours and there's a snowman character in that that they love singing about don't you worry about that they will sing a song about a snowman Ad nauseum. Is that Olaf? No. Is that a different show? Oh, don't, mate. I, I do my best not to take it on board. It's white noise. So, yeah, I figure I might as well at least reap the benefits at five bucks here. So, is Snowman a chance? Uh, it, it is a chance, but... Um, but not not really. Okay, great. Uh, Instilling me with lots of confidence. Uh, I just think... I think there's holes in its form, to be honest. Um, Are they two holes where the eyes would go? <laughs> <laughs> Where does the carrot go? That's the big question. If it wins by a nose, it'll just be the carrot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of this favourite Verdad, but you know, I was expecting to see six or seven dollars about it, and it's come up two dollars seventy. Two starts back in the start, I just thought it was the run of a horse who's screaming for two thousand metres. They stayed at the mile and the Guineas last start, and it, it kept finding the line. It, it just looks like a 
looks like a real derby horse, probably the winner, but yeah, I just think it's tied enough in the market. So happy to not bet in this race. Everyone get on the Oman. Don't you worry about that. Let's move on to race eight now. Imperatrix is extremely short. It's bobbing around the sort of 130 to 150 mark, so I guess that's 140, and then it's sort of going to drift after that. Do I bother reading the rest out? Is this going to win, but it's too short for us to play? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have to be pretty confident to be betting it at these sort of prices. But what she's done the last two runs, or last three races at Mooney Valley have all been phenomenal. Figures-wise, been huge. Particularly the last two runs, and absolutely toyed with as for her last start, who then toyed with her rivals at her next start. I think they've handled this mare really kindly, and they've, they've sort of picked the eyes out of the program and found races that she's going to be dominant in. And I think getting up to 1,200 metres, she's going to be even more dominant. So I can't see her losing, you know, if you... If you're into multis, whacker and everything. Get them in your multi stockings. I like it. Let's get to the big one now, mate. The Cox Plate. And I'm stunned. I know all these horses. I don't know. I think we've been doing this too long. I could even probably bullshit you about each one of them. We've got Romantic <laughs> Warrior, who's floating around four bucks at the moment, starting to drift a bit. Opened up around 380, got out to about 420. Alligator Blood at 550. Mr. Brightside at seven. Gold Trip at eight. Fangirl, 850. Militarize at 850. Geez, there's some horses here. Hey, just quickly. Would this be the shortest that Romantic Warrior has started a race? Sorry, the longest that Romantic Warrior has started a race? It probably is. I, without going, it is definitely the last five starts that I've got up on my screen. But oh, yeah. um, without going too far, too much further back. But I mean, like I was keen on Romantic Warrior last start. Then I, after the run, it just I was so disappointed and over raced. It just never looked likely. And not eating its breakfast, apparently, mate. Didn't get the right breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's the big deal. Yeah, Didn't get the Nutrigrain. Right. Got the home brand Nutrigrain, maybe. <laughs> oh, um, no, didn't that suck? <laughs> Mum, so I don't want the yeah. black and gold savings brand, Bilo one. This doesn't have B1, B2 and niacin. <laughs> Losers. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting race last start and that, you know, you feel as though if it had brought its Hong Kong form there, it would have blown away, but... Um, it didn't. It over raced. It plotted to the line. It wasn't the. You know, maybe it's going to improve off it, but it wasn't the run of a horse where you're going to go. I'm going to be back in that next start. I mean, the forms held up. West Wind Blows ran second in the race. It nearly won the Crawford Cup. Gold Trip ran really well in the Crawford Cup. So that race has gone really well. But um, I'm going to bet around Romantic Warrior. Okay, Mr. Brightside. I think is coming to an, the end of its campaign. I just can't see how fifth up into the 2000 meter race it's going to be at its peak and there's too many queries about it i don't think it's the winner alligate gate of blood maybe i think it's gone to a new level this time in remarkably as a seven-year-old but um i just keep harping back to last year it was 20 to 1 in in the cox plate and sort of had every chance is it a cox plate winner i just don't it just doesn't feel right fangirl goes to 2000 meters for the first time i mean it, it ran a really nice figure last start but uh, is it really crying out for the 2,000 metres? I'm not sure. So I'm going to tip Gold Trip here because okay. it's not my normal setup. 2,400 back to 2,000 metres on the backup, that's not ideal. But what it's been doing the last two runs, I mean, it nearly should have won the Caulfield Cup last start. It ran that huge figure in the Turnbull two starts back. But they've put the blinkers on here, which I think is the key. And I just think 
every run he just keeps finding the line and if you have a look at Romantic Warrior it's got queries Mr. Brightside I don't think it'll run 2,000 metres Alligator Blood is it going to the well one too many times and I just think Gold Trip will be the one powering over him so uh, Mooney Valley two, uh, three starts back it ran really well without winning so I don't think the track's an issue and I just think this horse is going better than it ever has so I'm going to back Gold Trip $8 I don't think particularly think there'll be any market support for it so we're sitting at about 100 and between 117 and 120% in the market, it'll get a lot lower than that considering it's a Cox Plate. So I would be backing Gold Trip, back it each way, and I think you will get a really good run for the money. The other horse probably I didn't mention was Militarised, the three-year-old down the bottom. It sort of was probably the only horse who, who did anything from the back in that Caulfield Guineas, but that race didn't rate all, uh, didn't rate well at all. So that was sort of why I was steering clear, uh, why I was steering clear of it. So Gold Trip each way, you know, it's not a vintage Cox Plate, but it's an intriguing one, and it's a it's a race that is a real riddle that's hard to unwrap. Oh, hate those riddles that are hard to unwrap. Like <laughs> when a fantail melts. You don't know how to guess the celebrity on the wrapper. Not a problem we're going to have for long. What would be the biggest story of this Cox Plate? Would it be militarised getting up? Would it be alligator blood still improving as a seven-year-old? What would be the most romantic narrative? I don't know. It depends which where in the world you're from. But... Also, what you've got money on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic Warrior winning would be huge. I mean, it's sort of been un- it's uncharted territory, like a Hong Kong champion coming down here. You know, they're, they're sort of doing what, obviously, what not many have tried before, and hopefully they, you know, they seem like nice people, and it'd be a real thrill if they could succeed. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's, story, there's stories in every horse. I mean, Zaki's a horse who sort of was going to start nearly favouring a Cox Plate a couple of years ago and hasn't sort of got to the race at his absolute peak Mr. Brightside would be you know there's a story behind it you know the Hayes bro- Hayes brothers training a real big one Alligator Buds there's a story behind every horse and I mean that's why these races are so good and um, like Gold Trip this this campaign even though he won a Melbourne Cup last time he just looks like an out and out champion and could win the Melbourne Cup again so it's hard to label which one's going to be the biggest story but I think there's a story behind every horse Mate, you are just absolutely flying with the slogans today. <laughs> the bets you don't take are more important than the bets you do make. And there's a story behind every horse. Never a truer word spoken. <laughs> and also, you heard it here first, the connections of Romantic Warrior appear to be really nice people, which I like to hear. <laughs> That's why I type a horse. Let's go to the last now, mate. We're going to finish with a winner here. It's over 1,200. Our favourite at the time of recording is Mahaba at around about four bucks. Acho Nacho is at 480, as is Schwartz. Baba looking to give the bookies a haircut at six bucks. La Parraine is also at six, and then it's double figures. Bit of a tough one to end on. Yeah, but we're going to have a bet here because I think there's a few horses we can get rid of. Barber up the top, I think, is no good. We can put a line through it. Mahaba. Barber's cut. <laughs> Mahaba, um, I thought had a dream run last time, uh, isn't going to get those that same dream run through, so happy to put a line through, it's way too short, it's Schwartz, uh, number 10, for all the Melbourne fans out there, it ran shocking time when winning, I can't believe it's so short, so... Uh, I don't know what's going on there. It must be the James McDonald factor, but um, can put a line through it. Two horses were back in. Archer and Archer, it's an old favourite of ours. Mm. It ran a really good figure two starts back then. Last start, it was off the map, $4 into $3.30, but just didn't quite replicate that rating. I think third up here at the Valley. I think it'll be suited around the Valley, and we're backing it. And the other horse I want to back is Le Parain, number seven. Absolutely busted the clock at Gosford uh, on debut. 1,000 to 1,200 metres, probably some concern, but... um. It's got some really, really good speed and 
Very promising colt. So happy to back La Perrain and Artro Nacho against three horses who I think are far, far too short. A patented Benny Clifton two-horse play to end it. Whew. Gee, we came home with the wind. I'm uh, regretting giving you grief about the slow start to the card because we really fly home with a few, don't we? Yeah, I mean, there's ten, there's ten races, so you don't need to make your your money at the start of the uh, start of the card. We're we're ending strong. I was trying to come up with another little slogan, but it didn't quite work. Nah, I could tell, <laughs> man. I could hear the, the cogs going. I could hear the hamster in the wheel between the ears. Hey, don't don't over egg the omelette, mate. Oh, hang on, I'm coming up with them now. Let me run through the card, mate. It is a slow start to the card. Taunting in the first is a little bit skinny. Jamie Carr's win rate is about 6% from her last 50 starts, so she's probably going to win on unflinching, but we're not on it. Race two, this is not Benny's go. Blue Stratum has the market, so keep an eye on that. Race three, Wish or Lass, is the closest thing to a bet without being a bet. <laughs> not the best slogan, whatever that means, but just remember the bets you don't take are more important than the bets you do make. <laughs> oh, it's growing on me. It is growing on me. Race four, we are away with a floozy on a Saturday Arvo. Is there anything better? It's a great each way odds. It's going up a grade, but should get it done. Gee, race five is an intriguing race. It's a real riddle wrapped up in some sort of enigma. You can't pick holes in Tuvalu, but we're not punting because the bets you don't take are more important than the bets you do, mate. Skybird is your bet in race six. This is a serious filly. It's never smiled. It refuses to be silly. It's just bloody serious, all right? And it should find the line and see out the mile. Race seven, the Oman is getting up this week. I reckon my strike rate is worse than Jamie Carr's, and I'm turning it around with Snowman. If I have to listen to any more of those Frozen songs, I might as well profit from it. Race eight. Imperatrice is running phenomenally, but she's shorter than my patience with the Frozen soundtrack, so we're not going to bother. Race 9, the big one, the Cox Plate. We're betting around Romantic Warrior. Gee, they're nice people. Mr. Brightside's <laughs> probably at the end of its campaign and might struggle with the distance. Alligator Blood, still improving as a seven-year-old. You've got to love that in the formative years, but it just doesn't feel right, you know? Fangirl might not like the distance. So... We're going with Gold Trip each way. Good bit of value. It's got the blinkers on. It loves the track. That's our tip. Race 10. It's a PBC 2HP. Yes. A patented Benny Clifton two-horse play. We're on an old favourite, Acho Nacho. And get ready to bust the clock with La Parraine. Whew. That is a hell of a card. All right. What's your best, mate? Skybird. Pretty clear with that. Yep. Beauty. Race 6, Skybird. The serious filly. Yeah, yeah, it's going to win with a furrowed brow. And your value I'm tipping is Floozy in race four at each way odds? Yeah, yeah, Floozy. I think that's a good price at nearly $10. So happy to back it. But it, it is a tough day, and I just hope the track race is fair and we get our chance. But, um, yeah, Gold Trip and the Cox Plate, an interesting one, but um, happy to back it. Mate, I'm happy for you to back it as well. Just have a think if it's a bet that you really want to place out there and set yourself a deposit limit at the start of the day. And we always say it every week, we've got it on a T-shirt. The bet you don't take are more important than the bet you do make. So until next week, Benny, enjoy your Saturday, enjoy your lack of sleep, and good luck, punters. Thanks, Sonny. Good luck, punters. Got it, mate.